You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days, the inaugural episode of Season 8. And Akiva, we are officially declaring this episode 500 of the podcast. Yeah, so we did 499. We weren't. We had a couple ideas for 500. They never came to fruition. And so we just we just skipped the numbers. We went. I feel like 499 to 501. 501. And now we're back to 500. Does now, everything we've done ever... way more than 500 because, you know, our, we've done over 140 patron episodes. Yeah. Different count there. So, yeah, this is just on the main feed. But still, Mazel Tov. It's season eight, episode 500. Well, season eight, episode one, episode five. Well, I don't know if that's season eight. It's, it's, we're in season eight and we're yeah. doing episode 500. We're like Grey's Anatomy. Uh, uh, why is that? Your wife doesn't watch Grey's Anatomy, does she? No, but she's been told before that she looks like... Um, Ellen Pompeo, is that her name? Yeah, I mean, Ellen Pompeo is much nicer than her. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture. I don't I, Ellen Pompeo. Is she even blonde? Like, I don't know if they look like. I don't know. Is, is Jenny even blonde? Okay. Um, they, um, in her medical school, they had like a par- a parody or her residency program. They did a parody thing of Grey's Anatomy once and they had her play that role. Oh, so episode 500. Is uh, wait, wait, first of all, season eight. So, with 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, yeah, this is the eighth season, eighth time we're doing this. That's insane. Yeah, that's a, a lot, lot of podcasts. Yeah. Last year, we said we wouldn't do this again. Well, why are we already do this? like halfway done? <laughs> There's really no reason. Yeah, would people get mad if we didn't do this? I mean, <sighs> I mean maybe like person would get mad, but would like... I mean, a few people would. Would more than 25 people get mad? If and we would anybody get into a podcast mad. about the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans and all these teams that nobody knows and nobody cares? Would about? we lose any patrons even if we just like, hey, we're doing regular episodes? I can't imagine. I mean, maybe but one. I mean, if are we still called 32 fans? I mean, look, the SATs are still called the SATs, in the, even though it doesn't stand for anything anymore. My high school is called MTA doesn't stand for anything. So you can sort of abandon the initial reason for your name, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's too late now. We could have thought about that before. We're already like halfway done by the time we do this. Uh, Chester decided to get an early start this year, started recording in July. Um, so there's episodes where we're not on together, but this is not one of those episodes here. We are together in unison. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you want to talk about the Texans? Should we uh, reminisce on the last eight years? Should we talk about our favorite guests, our favorite episodes? What, what do you want to do? We haven't really um, made any plans. So. I would definitely want to talk about the Texans. We don't have to talk about the Texans for 32 minutes. I wanted, so, you know, my son, I've been having problems with them, uh, in terms of their sports fandom, right? They, 
they're trolls, trolls they're who don't like the Mets. Yeah. So I decided, like, got to face this head on. I took them both to the Met game last night. Big game. And I figured they'll have a good time. I'll buy the Mets stuff. I'm going to trick them into liking the Mets. I think it worked. I think like my son on the way home said, like, I like the Mets and the Yankees. But he said, I like the Mets. I got the Mets balls. My son walked into the Mets store and said, do you have anything that doesn't have Mets on it in the Mets <laughs> team shop? Like he wanted a baseball that had no Mets. And then they found out that the if they catch a ball at the game, it doesn't say Mets. It just says Major League Baseball. So then they were like very gung ho on getting a ball, but they didn't understand like that's very difficult. And I was telling them, like, you're not catching a ball. Let's stop talking about it. Like, don't get your hopes up. You know, you can't because you, you, you don't want like a little kid going home disappointed. He didn't get a ball. Yeah. And then first inning or second inning, Dan, Daniel Vogelback, where they're laughing at how fat he is, even like, you know, the hits the ball like right at us, like as hard as he can and goes like three, three seats down. And another guy gets it and gives it to the kid on the other side. So I'm like telling them they're like insane for even like talking about wanting a ball and then a ball goes like right in basically into their seats immediately. Uh, so then they pro so then they were just focused on most. Have you ever ball. gotten a ball at a game? Uh, the only time I came, I came home with a ball is when I took my daughter to a game when there was a tornado in Queens. She like we were, they let us sit in the second row and then on the first base side. And then she just asked like one of the clubhouse attends for a ball and he gave her a ball at the end of the game. So if that counts, but I've never caught a foul ball. My intern at work told me he, he caught a foul, uh, like a home run. He caught a home run on the fly last year, which is pretty sweet. Um, but he also said if you bring a, and he was wearing a glove. So we were like mocking him for bringing a glove to the game. And he's like, he agrees. Like now he makes fun of people bring glove, even though he did catch a home run in a glove. No, you cannot take a glove if you're over the age of yeah, certainly 18. And I would argue 12. Yeah. But um, so I've, I, I, you've never caught a foul ball, right? No. I've, I was given the scorecards once at Yankee Stadium, and then they were stolen from me. Well, and that's what handed, happens. I like handed to me directly by Tom Kelly, but that's it. A guy, I mean, a guy did say behind us because another kid had a really nice catch, like eight rows in front of us of a foul ball. And a guy, a guy behind us said, you know, if this was Yankee Stadium, like someone would try and like steal it from him, basically. <laughs> like Yankee Stadium, I guess it's yeah. like uh, what's yours is not yours. Yeah, there's sodomites there. It's really a terrible place. Like, I, it, I honestly, my goal was to make them a Met fan by taking them to a Met game, really to make kid a Met fan, take him to Yankee Stadium and have him sit with the bleacher creatures. He'll be saying, let's yeah. go Mets yeah. in the car ride home. Like, it these are my people. It always kind of breaks my heart when I see a person like on social media who I otherwise like and think is a good person. And then they're a Yankees fan. It earnestly caring about the Yankees. It's bizarre. <laughs> and sometimes like there's like Jordan Kalish, like a nice guy. Yeah, he's not a Yankee, fan, but he loves the Yankee. You're like, it's a it's a character defect. You know, yeah, it really is. It's like you meet a person you really like and you find out they're a Trump supporter. It's the same. Yeah, thing. like it, it's it, it's almost exactly like that. Yeah, it's like, wow, well, it doesn't vibe with the rest of your personality. Like it is bizarre. Sometimes I will uh, the exact same thing. I'll see it and like someone earnestly caring about the Yankees. And it was even worse because anybody our age earnestly cares about the Yankees like experience so much success that you shouldn't even like you won so many World Series, you shouldn't even care about them anymore. You know, like there's a difference between trying to win your second World Series and your sixth. Yeah. Now, at least like they've done nothing like, uh, you know, younger Yankee fans have, you know, they've experienced sustained quality, but not no World Series, you know, so that now it's like they care. I used to say like there was 
like 20 times more Mets blogs than Yankees blogs in the in the heyday of the blogosphere. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Mets would Mets. I think there was more blogs about Mets minor leaguers than the Yankees major. League. I mean, is that really true or that's just like the circles that you're running? Uh, I think it was true. I'm pretty sure it was true because there was just like an unfathomable amount of Mets blogs. Uh, and like the whole Internet was just Mets blogs back then. <laughs> OK, Could be anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. They have like this thing where you could hit. You could like uh, hit off a tee, which I wasn't there when I was little. So that's fun. Like the kids could try and hit dingers at this like little little field. The uh, that I uh, this is tricky, but basically, like there's nine days of the year where we don't eat meat. Right. It's like the most somber part of the of the Jewish calendar. Right. Yeah. However, if you throw a party, there's the, 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 there's so many exceptions. The, the, it's so stupid. Yeah. It, and it's it, not it, even nine days. You're allowed to eat meat on Shabbat. Yeah. It's yeah. Ridiculous. But basically, like if you throw if you like if you finish a, a, a book of, let's say, the Talmud, which, take you know, could take months or whatever. Oh, then or months or you could do it in. Yeah, you know, but I'm just saying I'm really just explaining it to like what it. Je- so it's like in a, it's not like reading a Harry Potter, but like, it, you know, it's it could take a while. But if you a religious, a religious themed celebration, they're very specific books you could read. It's you to ironically, anything. not this the Bible so that you think to explain. Yeah, even it's if so you read stupid. the whole Bible. But anyway, the point being point being. Is that true? You can't do a, if you if you read all of the Bible, you can't do. A I don't think so. I don't think I don't, I don't think that's true because there's no laws here. This is all just this is not. A, I know it's not a legal thing. So. It's not a legal thing. Yeah. So anyway, so at seven o'clock, 10 minutes before the Met game, some guy made this this like, you know, finished the book and said the stuff you say. So everyone could then go to the kosher stand and eat meat afterwards uh, at, at the game. It was like, ah, this is this is what God intended. He wanted us to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll eat the pastrami sandwich instead of the impossible I was making burger. fun of you for, for for going to the game at all, because if it's such a mournful period, then why are sure. you allowed to go to baseball? Right. We don't go to concerts during this mournful period, but baseball didn't I, is, exist when they made the rules. Yeah. Baseball, which which lies. Yeah, is lucky that it didn't exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is right. They, they would have said you can never go to a baseball game. The rabbis who made these rules. Yeah, they've been like. If you go to a baseball game, you were a you were a freaking sinner like yeah. that is. Although like you probably can go above. to a Jets game because during yeah, the nine true. days, because it brings you sadness. It is. It does bring sadness. That's yeah. true. Um, and ironically, you could listen to music there and, and do whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we, I just we, thought we, it was did, we did a music podcast during the nine days. <laughs> we should we honestly shouldn't release it. We, we that's a huge sin of what we did. Yeah. Don't listen big, to that podcast. Big time sinners. Yeah. Uh, and we're releasing this on uh, the fa- on the saddest day of the calendar of the Jewish okay, year. Okay, so this is a bad episode now. Yeah. We, we, nobody laugh. Yeah, no laughs. It's a very long fast day. We fast at this is like six, four of the six major fast. So four of the six fast days are morning till night. Some of them are like you know basically the minor ones. The, sun up you know, to sundown. Nine to five essentially. Seven to seven to five. Whatever. Two of them start at night, including Yom Kippur, Ramadan which everyone's style. heard of. Yeah, but yeah, then there's the two which are 25. But Ramadan's up, but don't they drink during Ramadan? No, Ramadan, you fast from sunup to sundown. It's like the minor fasts. You us. can't drink during Ramadan, though. I mean, if I mean, how firm are you? Like, if you know, observe. I thought you Muslims, could drink water. No, I, I actually remember once Akim Olajuwon had a playoff game during Ramadan, and they kept on like like rubbing him down with like wet sponges on the sideline and wet towels mm-hmm. as a way to try and get liquid into his body. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, so you don't drink on Ramadan. So it's dawn to sunset. So it doesn't start at night. 
Ramadan. They don't do water, but it doesn't start. At no, I said it's like the minor fest. It's not like, yeah, yes, right. But they, but, they do, but they do it 30 in a row. Like, would you rather do? Yeah. Have one every few no, months. 30 in a row is much harder. Yeah. But they yeah, have a party every night. But yeah, they do have a party every night. We don't. We don't. Yeah. I mean, we have like a big. Listen, I've been pulling my own Ramadan. I, I'm on like, a, you know, my weight's been going up and down for the last few years. Well, and, don't uh, do this before the don't do this for the beer tournament. Well, the beer tournament will be the exception, obviously. But I, I've basically been on like a starvation diet six days a week um for the last like month and a half and i've lost 20 pounds already so it's working well that's very good um, should i bring should i bring my wife to the beer tournament i've really been thinking about it uh, do you think it would add anything your wife will be there yeah they can make fun of us together uh i've brought his wife to my house for the uh the celebration to end pretty 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 good yeah she has for a divorce by the end of the night now a the rehearsal podcast and uh we we got i might get mad at me for this and he might yell at me (laughs) but whatever i've started the story so i'm gonna finish it Ah basically told me like, oh, his wife's coming. She wants to come. She's happy. They're just finishing the podcast. And then I went to my wife and said, you know, Av's wife is proud of him for finishing your podcast. And she's coming all the way from Long Island to here for our house. You were like anti on my podcast. So then uh, my wife, uh, when they arrived, said that to Av's wife. Oh, I heard you're so proud of him. And you came to celebrate. She's like, no, I didn't care. Av made me come. He drank. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, none of our wives are proud of us. No, definitely not. Yeah. I would say I would say the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about the Texans for a few use minutes? the Texans? All right. So let's we back. don't have to. I don't care. No, we could. We could talk about the Texans. This is the first one. Most of the episodes are reco- a lot of the episodes recorded. Yeah. Wall to wall football talk. I mean, 32 minutes to the second. Yeah. No messing around. But this yeah. and a bomb's but, coming on this podcast also. So whatever we're talking about at the 32 minute mark, we will be bombed. Um. So my favorite part hired- of editing these, by the way, is picking yeah. the exact moment to drop the bomb. Yes. Because we well, record a little more than 32 minutes, you know, a little bit of leeway for editing and stuff like that. And yeah. All right. So last year we talked about the Texans. They hired David Culley, 65 years old. We thought it was a terrible hire. We laughed at it. One of the worst hires we'd ever seen. Yeah. He had not been we, a coordinator at any level. Well, I'm sure at some level. But. He we I, I don't want to say we overrated how bad he was. We were probably like. He was terrible. He openly admitted he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. But they went four and 13 and were like probably just as bad as they would have been with 90 percent of the other coaches. Yeah, they had they had a like three they, and they, he roster. wasn't 0 and 17. So I would almost say he's like a net nothing. Yeah. And, and Davis Mills was found money, a third rounder who ended up having a higher quarterback rating than any of the rookie quarterbacks other than Mac Jones. Yes. Yeah. So um, and a lot of that may be garbage time, but still. He looks so, like at worst, at worst, he's a, he looks like he can spend, you know, a half decade as a top 40 quarterback. Like at worst, he's a very good backup. Yeah, so now they still have the Deshaun Watson thing going on. They decide to hire Lovey Smith, which in some ways is even a crazier hire than David Culley. Because at least they could argue, like, maybe David Culley is a winner. Maybe there's something inside of him. He's never been given a team. This is going to be a great story. But maybe Culley is the man for the job. But with Lovey Smith, he lost with the Bucks every week. And then he went to Illinois and got his ass kicked every yeah, single. Yeah, he, he had a winning record in Chicago. Probably the best coach the Bears have had this yeah, century. But that's a decade ago. Sure. He, he's yeah. 64. The well, league has changed a little bit. I, and I he could not win for his life in Illinois. I, I mean, I love his beard and I think he looks like wonderful, but he does give off sort of like don't give a fuck energy. I feel like a little bit with the beard. Uh, yeah, I think, and, he, and, and, and uh, you know, the, a conspiracy theory that is out there and I'm not endorsing or I'm not, you know, confirming or disconfirming, but like the, the, the big talk was that the Texans really wanted to hire Josh McCown, um, for whatever reason. Yeah. He was the one of the two finalists. Yeah. And then 
And then the Brian... or what's his name wasn't uh, wasn't Flores the third finalist also possibly? No. Then the Brian Flores story dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Lovey Smith sort of came out of nowhere and they hired him. So there are those who are alleging that he's sort of a placeholder the way Cully was. The Texans clearly don't care about this season and almost yeah, but under, how many placeholder coaches NFL pressure. Can you, they can you hire him. in a row? I mean, what what is, do does anybody know anything this team is doing? I mean, Deshaun Watson, before any allegations dropped, wanted to be traded. The Texans yeah. could have gotten a ton of value. They chose not to. Right. They he said, wouldn't play for again. He is a monster. He wouldn't play for them. Yeah, exactly. Like, now, he actually, thought he was too good for the Houston Texans. Even sitting on him not playing, you know, for a long time, they actually ended up getting incredible value in the trade because the Browns are, you know, just yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, it seemed like a mistake at the time. This team, they have over $50 million in dead cap this year. They did not sign a single free agent who's making $5 million this year. So, I mean, they're like openly tanking, right? Yeah, like, this is a tanking team. Um, let me give you some crazy numbers here. They don't have a running back on the roster who averaged more than three and a half yards a carry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only have one player with four sacks. They don't have any player with more than three interceptions. Brandon Cooks is the only receiver with 500 receiving yards. They don't have a single offensive lineman on the entire roster who ranks higher in pro football focuses grades last year than number 22 at the position. Yeah. Well, that's a little tough because I, one thing I find with pro football focus is that a lot of times the offensive line grades go together, meaning they either like, like a line or hate a line. I mean, yeah, they don't have a single guard. I mean, so Justin Britt, their center is number 22. They mm-hmm. don't have a guard or tackle in the top 50. Yeah, I mean, so, Tunzel's paid like a like a. Yeah, I mean, T- Tunzel and Brandon Cooks are the only two players on this team who would start for even what? Ten other NFL teams. Well, how about this? So I, I in my NFL 500. Yeah. Um, which we're just starting here, so it's not complete, but everyone's tiered. Tunsil is the only player I have on, on the team that's, you know, let's say Pro Bowl level. And some people don't think he is. No, nah, he's not Pro Bowl. Uh, and then Brandon Cooks, I have as, as, as a tier, like a tier below Pro Bowl level, like essentially very good. And then I have two defensive linemen, Greenard and Hughes, who's 100 years old, but is a good pass rusher playing, you know, 45% of the snaps. They're the only other above average players on the, on the team. I mean, that's it. Those are the only guys yeah. I have. Now, on the, now the they drafted roster. a whole bunch of guys, including Derek Stingley, who, you know, didn't play much. Yeah, no, but Stingley could be good. They have they yeah. there's they're starting three guys on defense. Pitchery, Stingley, Christian Harris, who are all very distinguished. I mean, Stingley's distinguished from one season three years ago, and I didn't yeah. want the Jets to draft him. But certainly the abilities there um, and they have four, they have four rookies starting, which I think is the most of, of any team. Um, so there is some young talent. I don't think they're going to be like two and 15. I think they suck and their ceiling is very low, but I think their offensive line is competent enough that if Mills gets a little bit better, then I I do think they'll be able, you know, they'll win some games 20 to 17. Their defense is not good, but if the, if some of the rookies hit, I don't know if it's laughably bad that the off, we talked um, on an episode that has not been released yet. Um, uh, who's the t- oh, was it Miami that had? Yeah, Miami has like every sort of top of the waiver wire running back. Yeah, they have uh, five better running backs of. right now, all of whom have been owned by at least 40 percent of the. Well, listen to this running fantasy. back room because it's arguably random. Yeah. Marlon Mack. Yeah. Rex Burkhead. Mm-hmm. Damian Pierce, who's yes. a rookie. 
Dar- uh, Dare Gumbawale and Royce Freeman. Yeah. Uh, reemerging from obscurity after he was supposed to be good in Denver many years ago. So, I mean, I've really, never heard of Damian Pierce. Do you know anything uh, he's about a rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Oh, okay. So, right. but it's, it's Burkett is here solely because he's a white guy who used to play for the Patriots. These are every single one of those guys. If they cut them, like couldn't get a, uh, you, you know, couldn't get like a street interview on a in, in July for a 90 man. By round. the way, I see your running back room and I will raise you a receiver room. Yeah, right, yeah, right, Brandon so Cook's fine. Then yeah. you got, and, you, and keep in mind, this is like the first time Cooks has been on the same team two years in a row since yeah. like the 80s. Yeah. Nico Collins and Chris yeah. Conley. Um, former Colts, Philip Dorsett, Chester Rogers, mm-hmm. uh, former Viking, Chad Beebe. Yeah. Chris Moore, Jalen yeah. Camp, Drew Estrada, Connor Weddington, who I assume is a lacrosse player who's here by mistake. Mm-hmm. And then they have a bunch of the thirds. Johnny Johnson, the third John Mechie, the third. I mean, these are their skill position guys. Well, Mechie is Mechie's probably out for the year because he has leukemia. So they. Oh, sorry. Right. So Mechie. So their receiver room actually had a chance to be very competent. If you have Cooks and Mechie, like at least they had something. Well, why but, do we assume Mechie's any good? Well, he was a high draft pick. Mechie was pretty good in college. Yeah, I mean, well, two years ago, right? Oh, no, no, he's a second round pick this year. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, Mechie, okay. Mechie could have been good, confused. but anyway. Okay. Um, by the way, they also have two, like, classic, you know, comes in in week 14 for the Bengals or something when somebody's hurt backup quarterbacks and Kyle Allen and Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, no, Allen and Driscoll are basically the same guy. That is impressive. Yeah. Um, I, I said this uh, last um, last week on the music pod, but if Kyle Allen and Jeff Driscoll walked into this room, I would have no idea which was which. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I, who's bad? I'm trying to think who's better. I think Kyle Allen is like semi-competent. Uh, he's played more games than Driscoll, right? I don't know. Yeah, well, nobody cares about this team. It's totally unnecessary, except that we can't do 31 of these. We got to do 32, except for the one you did everybody but Washington. Yeah, so you want to do the schedule game? Do we have some time left to do the schedule game? I think we have a lot of time left. We got to kill a lot of time here. Yeah. Oh, we do? Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're doing Houston Texans schedule game. Who's picking? I'll, I'll be the picker. I'll be the picker. Okay. You ask me. All right. Week one at home against the Colts. I think, I mean, I don't think they're going to like get their doors blown off, but I'm going to say it's a loss. All right. Then they go at Denver in week two. Loss. All right, Revenge of Lovey at Chicago week three. Loss. Does does Lovey get cheers in Chicago? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, especially if the Bears are getting their first win of the season. We'll, we'll take I mean, it. the Bears are their own mess. So, yeah. Um, is that the Bears first win of the season? Uh, yeah, uh, I'd have to look at it. The yeah, they're but... starting with San Francisco and Green Bay. So likely. OK. All right. So Owen oh, oh three and then Lance um, Fields is an interesting week one game. Then uh, Chargers in week four. Yeah, I'm going to say loss. And then at Jacksonville in week five. Loss. Okay, so 0 and 5. They, I mean, they're uh, not going to be favored in any of those five games. Yeah, they spend. Well, will they be favored in any game this year? What's the can we play? I uh, guess the line for Texans Colts week one. Texans Colts at home for Houston. I will say Indy by. I'll say Indy by six and a half. That's what I said. I said six and a half. Um, we I mean, we didn't do guess the lines. You, I mean, I don't know if you've avoided them. There's there. At this point, like all all football, it's minus eight. Wow. Okay. Um, well, Houston sucks. We were as we we're to say, okay, so they're 0-5. They have a buy over the Jewish holidays. They come back. They're it in might Las be, Vegas. Might have moved to minus seven and a half. In um, Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh in Las Vegas loss. All right. And then they played the Titans in week eight. I'll say win. Wow. So okay, so they end the 0-6. They beat Tennessee. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee's going to struggle. We haven't done that podcast yet. We'll get there in a couple of weeks. All right. Um, and then they face uh, short rest. They're playing the Eagles on Thursday night. There's no rivalry like the Philadelphia Houston, Houston rivalry. I'd say it's probably the most vicious rivalry. Like, Wasn't I mean, there, really, I, I, there's I no be, love lost. I could be misremembering, but I thought vaguely that the only the only matchups in NFL history that were undefeated were the Vikings and Eagles had both never lost to the Houston Texans in the, in my, uh, at ranking every NFL game. If you remember that article, I wrote this early this yeah. summer. I, I think there's something, I think there's something in there about that. I got to check. Let's, um, let's yeah, look what Houston I said. About Texans versus, Yes, I'm correct. The, the Eagles are five and zero all time against the Houston Texans. So they get off the schneid for the season with the uh, with the win in week eight against Tennessee, can they get off the all time schneid against the Eagles and get to two and six? On Thursday I do like night? the word schneid. Mm. Uh, no, they can lose the Eagles. All right. So one and seven. Then they go at the Giants in week 10. I'll say loss to the Giants, but then the third straight NFC East week. I say they beat the commanders. They beat 11. the commanders. OK, yeah. so they so they got two wins and then they go at Miami in week 12. I'll say loss So two and nine. And then they host Deshaun Watson and the Browns and we possibly possibly. Yes. We don't yet know. I mean, what do we think? Appealing. What do we what do we what's our prediction? I think he probably they probably win that suspension. So it's interesting because Goodell appeals and he appeals either to himself or to someone else he chooses. Now, he chooses not to appeal to himself because I think he realizes how absurd that is, although in the CBA, that's what the union agreed to. That's yeah, the union allowed for it. So, so I don't know why he, he could have do done it. it. Now, he picked a he picked a third party lawyer, but he's on like, I think, the NFL diversity committee. He's he's like he's involved with the NFL. Um, do they have a counter appeal measure if if this no. person is just a, a plant who's giving him a year suspension? Well, so, I mean, I, I think. I, I think there's two possibilities here. I think either they get the year suspension. Or maybe they only get 12 games, but they add like a big monetary fine on top of the lost salary, which, of course, because of the way the Browns structure the, the contract is nothing other than like the one million veteran minimum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now I don't, I don't exactly know. I haven't studied this part of the CBA well enough to understand, like, does the NFL have the right to, to how big a fine? Is there a cap on how big a fine they can give beyond the game checks it is going to end up in court, I think, ultimately. Yeah, I don't know. And then um, and then maybe he gets an injunction against the so, anyway, so this so the point is this would be if it's 12 games, this would be week twelve, this would be the twelfth game. So it's possible Watson's not there. Maybe I mean, and the reason the NFL might settle, like, does the NFL really want Deshaun Watson back in Houston in December? I think I think uh it's in it's not in their interest for him to play a game this year. Yeah, they don't want him this year. Like, come back next year. They don't want a mid-season like conversation. I think if he it. gets a year suspension, you can at least say it's a year. It's always going to be a problem. I think this will be a problem. Ben is accused of less. And I think had many years where he was unable like, to escape it, at least partially. I, I think as long as Watson plays in the league. Well, Roethlisberger was winning Super Bowls, right? It's like goes back to the old Ray. But Rice Watson thing. will like, never long- be in a commercial again. I think he'll never really ever. ever? I don't think I ever is a long so. time. Kobe, ever is a long time. Kobe Bryant raped somebody. Sorry. Allegedly. Yeah. And then got a standing ovation at the Oscars. The Oscars that the, the theme that year was times up. The theme was women's empowerment mm-hmm. and and ending like this, like yeah. this, this culture of sexual harassment in yeah. Hollywood. And then Kobe Bryant made a five minute cartoon about how he loves basketball. And he got a standing ovation by that whole crowd. Five minute cartoon. Um, Whatever. Like, yeah, no, I don't know what it was. That may have been what it is. I don't I don't remember. Um, I yeah, think I, I don't have faith in people that have long memories about about criminals with sexual assault histories. I hate to say it. I think it's a good point. I think the number 24 is a lot. 
Like, I think Bill Cosby would never. Isn't he at 26? I thought it was 24. But either way, Watson and Trump, both very close in terms of the number of women they've, uh, you know. I mean, it's just such a high number that, A, of course, you know, like it's a it's there's, of course, a mathematical impossibility that, you know, that many people can make something up. Yeah. So well, it has after to be the true. Game, yeah. Well, after the six game suspension, the Browns mm-hmm. issued a statement which said that he expresses remorse and he's sorry. And then it turns out that he, his people told Schefter, oh, no, no, I'm not sorry. No, I did nothing wrong. So, I, think, I, yeah, you know. I, 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 I hear what you're saying. I agree. It's very easy to say, like, even like on Twitter, someone who's like, I'll never vote for someone who does this or I'll never. And like and those people end up voting for that person just because the other option is so, you know, so bad. You know, it's like, yeah. The everyone is very quick to draw red lines and then and then they'll forget. So sure. It is possible. Yeah. Maybe the Sean Watson wins Cleveland a few playoff games and all of a sudden he's beloved. I I, I think he will get a standing ovation uh, in their first game unless they maybe they don't announce the offense because they don't. I mean, Browns fans it. are already doing a lot of mental gymnastics. No question. Listen, we'll, we'll have a Browns guest on in within the next week and we'll get to ask him what he thinks. I but, mean, um, they're already uh, there's a lot of people who you are otherwise respectable people who root for the Browns. Who are who are gonna turn the other cheek or look the other way? Yeah, can I be completely honest, a hundred percent honest? If he was on the Vikings, I, yeah. I would. I I'd be. You know, you wouldn't like him personally. Adrian Peterson abused his child, like like whipped him yeah. on the testicles. Mm-hmm. A child who he had never otherwise met. It was like the first time he'd ever met the kid when he was three years old. You know, is that his, true? And that he just didn't like. No, there was two different him. kids. There was two different kids that he had assaulted, and one of them was a kid who he, he was meeting for the first time when he was three or four years old. I, I think, I my memory could be slightly off, so you know, someone can fact check me. But the point is, and I and I and I was sick of him, and I was disgusted. But like you know, we're rooting for laundry, and a lot of these guys are scumbags. You don't want to know about the personal lives or the politics of most athletes you root for. I hate to say it. And so while I while I will tip my cap to the Browns fans who say that they're done with the Browns because of Watson, you know, I, I'm not sure I believe them. And if and if they if they follow through more credit to them, they're they're better men than I am because, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I just want a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, all right. So back to these this is the schedule game. Oh, yeah, that's what uh, we're doing. Uh, lose to Cleveland, lose to Dallas. Okay. Um, and lose to Kansas City. No question. All right. So now you're down to two and 12 with three to go at Tennessee. Can they sweep the Titans? And then, yeah, then they play every every team in the division. And I will give them. No, I'm, they will not sweep the Titans. I will give them the win against the Jaguars for their third win. And I will say losing against uh, at Indy. All right. So you said like a few minutes on this podcast. There's no way the team's winning only two games. And then you predict them to win three games. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, that's reasonable. Would like, you take think, the under at four and a half? It's a really low number. Yeah, it's a very low number. Seventh, like here's the problem that indie game could be meaningless and then it's truly a coin toss in week 18, you know, or it could be very meaningful for the Colts so they can find a way to lose. Also, that's that's true. Also, I met I, I met Ryan, uh, you know, under pressure is not doesn't necessarily help the Colts. So it there are a lot of winnable games. You have the NFC East. You, you're in your own division, which sucks. That's six games, right? Yeah. Chicago is not great. So there are there are like a pretty reasonable number of winnable games. There aren't a ton of, oh, my gosh, that's a brutal game at Dallas, uh, at Kansas City, Vegas. Like, if they were a good team, this would actually be a pretty sweet schedule. I'm not really going under four and a half, but at the end of the day, that's how they're not going to be favored more than three times. So how many upsets am I predicting? I feel bad for Texans fans. I feel like they were very excited. They were pretty good for an expansion team. They had really solid fans. And uh, this whole thing just is like completely falling apart. I don't think it's unsalvageable, 
I think ownership is a problem. I do think they'll probably, you know, they, they got the, the weird pastor guy is still very much in charge, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they've cleaned house like four times already also, so I don't even know who's really calling the shots. Uh, I, I do feel bad. The Texans have good fans. and Do they? I mean, I think so. I think they yeah, did. Like, where is our Texans fan on the uh, on this podcast? He goes. No, there were us. Texans fans who wanted to come on. We just have a a dictator. Uh, yeah, we had somebody want to come here. on next week. He said, uh, "Yeah, I have the Texans ranked uh, not thirty two in my power rankings. Let's talk about them closer to the season." Yeah, I mean, anyway, how much more time do we have left? I don't know because I don't know when we started. So, um, does the Zoom say? Yeah, this, yeah, we've been zooming for 36 minutes and 23 seconds. Well, how much of that do you think we were talking for? How long? I, I, I don't think we started till five minutes in, I think. Five minutes. So we got a vamp for another minute. Yeah. V- vamp. Is that the right? I don't know the word vamp. Yeah, yeah vamp. maybe. Hold on. Let's Google. Let's Google vamp definition. Vamp. We're just Googling words. That's what we're doing on this podcast. Um, Episode 500, baby. The upper. Front. I'm using your babies now. Rep. No. See, I, I don't think I think it. I think I'm right about vamp, but. A meaning of vamp as a woman who uses her charm to or whilst to seduce and exploit. No, that's a that's yeah, like, th- that's th- like th- this is like Gautier, where you, you look up the evidence, all the evidence goes against you, and you're like, ah, I'm right anyways. No, I could be wrong. I okay, I vamping. Now- okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.